those that all are all aboard the hype train. I'm yeah. pulling that part in the train that makes it go. I don't know what part that is because I don't give a fuck about trains, but it, it makes a sound. <laughs> the sound maker thingy. It's the whistle <laughs> lever. giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe? Welcome to episode 44 of Alphanumeric, the world's foremost reboot podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege, and I am joined by the lovely Lady Glitch. What's up, guys? And my friend and colleague, NeoCal. And I'm here. <laughs> uh, this week on uh, uh, Alphanumeric, we are talking, finally, finally talking <laughs> about the fourth season of Reboot. It's been a long time coming. Uh, at the time of recording, it is January 3rd of 2022, and we finished off season three, what, back in August, I believe? Oh, end of uh, August. August of 21. Uh, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> 84 84- <laughs> 84 nano clicks. There we go. It's been 84 <laughs> nano clicks. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's been a minute. Um uh, <laughs> we did do a couple of uh, uh really good episodes of uh alphanumeric uh, last month though in January that I was uh was a big fan of. Uh got some got got a lot of positive feedback too. We we did a Christmas themed episode where we uh played the reboot mainframe board game which was a lot of fun we exchanged presents which was also a lot of fun who doesn't doesn't like getting presents (laughs) i clean house with the game and giving you guys presents and i flew all the way out to victoria to do it so yeah specifically like uh just just to record that episode only reason only reason only reason uh uh lady glitch spare no expense Yeah, everything, everything for the podcast. God damn it! And we had started planning that trip back in September too. That's right. Yeah. So to three months later, I executed everything and spent a wonderful week with my guardians. It was great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You pulled everything together like really, like really, really quickly. Yeah. Everything really just fell into place with planning, with the hotel, the flights, everything, and I managed to get everything that I needed. So. Gotta do it again real soon. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, because uh, we have more podcasting to do, goddammit. Yeah, come yeah, on. Start looking up flights right now while we're recording. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, this week on Alphanumeric, we're, uh, like I said, we're talking about uh, uh, the f- uh, first episode of the fourth season of Reboot. <laughs> goddammit. I don't know why I was fumbling my words there. Game and rise. Our episodes are so long. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm just getting fluttered at the thought of uh, uh, you coming back here. I'm like, oh. Okay, okay. Enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Cal is just I, like, oh, for Christ's sake, shut up. 
I, I don't care. Um, like our de facto chaperone between Christopher and I've got I. some. I've got some secret intel that I've probably only mentioned four or five times on the show. Um, oh. This is the first time I've seen season four. Uh, there's been a time gap, I believe, between season three and four. There, mm-hmm. there was. Uh, and a lot season... of people aged out of the show, not just me. Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely one of them. I didn't see season four of Reboot until years later. Um, season three ended in uh, early 1998, so I was 13. Uh, season four aired at the end of 2001. So I was oh wow I was almost seventeen by that point. You were watching TV? Uh, no, I was uh, I was out uh, getting drunk with my friends and you know uh, getting into fights and doing all that fun stuff that doing all the renegade stuff doing all the badass renegade stuff that I did when I was younger. Um, I want to make a little announcement though. I want to get something out of the way uh, in case it hasn't been. Uh, super super obvious to anyone who's been who's followed the past couple of episodes of alphanumeric uh me and lady glitch christina we're dating so that's that's a thing breaking up the dynamic dogs getting along with cats what's going on here (laughs) the bees are buzzing around the bees the the birds the bunnies (laughs) The bunnies and, and their eye lasering everything. Their eye lasers. <laughs> freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Oh, that's kind of that. That that's kind of actually. Uh, what wasn't there a character like that in uh, the the Japanese Beast Wars, which we covered on? Uh, we we covered a, a Japanese animated Beast Wars uh, movie uh, on me and Cal's. Uh, uh, other mainframe adjacent podcast, uh, Too Much Energon, where we do this. We talk about Beast Wars. I believe there was a shark. There was a shark with freaking laser beams on his freaking head, but it wasn't Cyber Shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it looked a lot like Cyber Shark, though. A little, yeah. Can't, can't quite remember uh, what his name was. Uh, Hellscream. Hellscream. That's, I, I'm pretty oh, wow. sure it's Hellscream. There you go. Hell scream. Oh, and if anybody's just here for the reboot, Christopher and I do a lot of Beast Wars. <laughs> we we we, we talked a lot of shit about Beast Wars. <laughs> we love it. And I'm uh saying that I need to do like a, a fresh viewing of season one, episode one of Beast Wars, and just do like a live react to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, next time you you come up to Victoria, or perhaps when I um when I come to visit you down in Savannah, uh, uh, I'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely watch the, the two part premiere of, okay. of Beast Wars. Cause I, I want you to, st- to, w- I, I want to see your reaction to, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I podcast about it. Damn it. Oh, we're not never... talking to, we're not talking about Beast Wars today. No. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you said you, you never saw reboot season four until years later i never saw reboot season four until today because oh. <laughs> i have not seen any of it now i watched it when it came out in 01 so i was 14 at the time and i remember being super hyped for this and then as you guys will 
find out in the in the episodes to come what my real feelings are about this, whether it be good okay. or bad or golden. Okay. But I, I was, did watch when I it was, was released down here in the states. I always forget that I'm older than you. Because <laughs> it's like. We have a birthday in the house. It is January 3rd, and our illustrious producer, Christopher Siege himself, is turning 37. That's me. That's him. Hooray. Hooray. I'm one year closer to 40. (laughs) (laughs) Existential dread. Existential dread. I've been having I've been having a lot of that lately, but uh, no, I'm actually uh, I I love my birthday. Uh, I, I think like birthdays in general are are a big deal to me. Um, so uh, take note, anyone, if you ever want to ask a favor of me, if it's on your birthday, and this like even goes for like people I don't like, <laughs> like like someone even if like I don't like a person, like they can come to me and be like, hey, can you do me this favor? Oh. If it's something birthday related, like if someone, if I have like a coworker or something that I can't stand, they come to me and are like, hey, can you switch shifts? Because this day is my birthday. I'll be like, all right. (sighs) Yep. Okay. So what you're saying is just like the Godfather's daughter's wedding. On on this, the day of his daughter's wedding. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. (laughs) The Godfather, the Godfather's daughter's wedding is kind of like you with birthdays. Kind of sitting yeah. there in like a chair. And as long as it's to do with their birthday, your birthday or something, somebody comes to you with like a request. You cannot, you cannot deny. I, I cannot deny. They do have to kiss my ring though. They have to kiss your ring. They have to refer to you as, as the, the, as, as the siege father, <laughs> the Don, <laughs> the Don. Yeah. And, um, um, there, there will be a day and that day may never come. But there will be a day where you come to collect on that favor. Yeah, uh, make make them an offer they they can't refuse. Yeah, so good to know. File that away, listeners uh, and viewers. Um, that if you if you want ever want some sort of like grand favor from the siege, uh, the birthday is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, so uh, so birthdays are, are in general are just they're they're a big deal to me. So I, I joke about uh, about being like, oh, just one year closer to forty. But no, I'm I'm actually pretty pretty excited. Don't really have any plans, but other than doing this, but it's literally like I, I was saying this to someone yesterday. Um, I was like, literally all I asked of anyone was just. It, 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 like to break it down like basically like all i asked of anyone for my birthday this year was to just talk to me essentially two shows with me yeah come and do shows god dang it gosh uh, dang it and i'm like when and when you put it that way like it, it sounds a little sad but it's I, not not the way i mean it no <laughs> it's, it's spending time exactly yeah that that yeah, that's all good. that's all i wanted was uh company from some of my favorite people and here we are and here we are. Born to be kings. Born to be kings. <laughs> Welcome to the abuse that is referencing uh, Metal Gear Solid, um, Highlander, and uh, what's another? Sean Connery in general. <laughs> Star Trunk. Star Trunk. Oh, she knows the Star Trunk. She's been subject to that horrendous. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
I don't know if uh, uh, Lady Glitch mentioned this on air or if this was during our preamble, which you can listen to if you go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Um, but uh, this is the first time that Lady Glitch is coming onto this podcast at the beginning of a season. But for those that listeners and viewers, um, I was asked back in May of 21 to join as a guest host on season three, episode seven, which is number seven. And it was just like this format. It was the three of us doing it. And eventually I was, I upgraded from guest to full-time host right before my birthday. So best birthday present ever in June of 21. And I've just been kind of here ever since. So just couldn't get rid of her. Nope. Track this down in the flesh, too. (laughs) (laughs) How dare. (laughs) You liked it. Uh, Yep, yep. Siege (laughs) and um, Lady Glitch, you both are familiar with season four. Oh, yeah. Imagine my surprise. And yet, it shouldn't have been when Damon was French. (laughs) Yeah. She's a seemingly meek, quiet, Little French girl, very soft-spoken, and she's a fucking super virus. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She doesn't seem all that bad. Nope. Yeah, she, she just wants to, uh, you know, spread the word. Yeah. I don't know what the word is. I mean, I've have you heard? I heard uh, the word. Uh, bird is the word, as I'm told. <laughs> I'm, I'm led to believe that bird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm um, on the edge of my seat wondering if bird is the word. <laughs> Watching this, you this show. Check out in due time, good sir. Uh, so yeah, uh, the first episode of season four of Reboot, uh, Damon Rising. Uh, it originally aired on October 19th, 2001, and on November 18th, or in the US, and November 18th of 2001 in Canada. Now, here's a thing to point out that's probably going to blow some minds of some US listeners. Uh, Reboot season four wasn't a season in Canada per se. Uh, it was two TV movies that aired a week apart. So uh, and it, in syndication, it got broken up. In the the U.S., it aired as individual episodes, but in Canada, it it wasn't until it was put into syndication that it got that the two movies got broken up into four episodes. And the names of the movies were uh, Dame, the first one was Damon Rising, and the second one was My Two Bob which is also episode names. Now, uh, for uh, audio listeners, uh, Lady Glitch is holding up a DVD of, uh, a DVD that I gave her of season four of Reboot, the Canadian version, where it's presented as two TV movies. Yes, it is. Um, without, uh, without getting too ahead of myself, um, I think... Uh, I think season four works better as a couple TV movies as, as individual episodes. I'm granted so far. I've only as individual episodes watched uh, the first two of season four, but I think uh, season four works better as movies. Uh, And with, uh, with with all that out of the way, let's get into talking about the episode. All right, let's go. Uh, this episode was written by Ian Pearson, Gavin Blair, and friend of Lasercomb production show Too Much Energon, uh, Ian Weir, who we actually interviewed uh, uh, back in September, I believe. Um, 
So go check that out. I it was part of our uh, it was part of episode fifty seven of Too Much Energon, which was our big like Beast Wars twenty fifth anniversary spectacular. But I ended up releasing it uh, uh, as a separate episode uh, a couple of like last month. If you I just think. want to watch the yeah, if you just wa- yeah, if you just want to hear the what a joy, yeah. <laughs> what a great dad, yeah, uh, great great guy. So shout out to to Ian Weir. Uh, yeah, and so starts with a flashback. Yes, it does. Dot, gotta say, uh, a fan <laughs> of whatever she's got going on here. She's got some uh, some nineteen ninety two action going on. She's yeah, she's got some like late eighties, early nineties, like you know, listens to David Bowie and mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ziggy Stardust kind of. She's oh man, it great design. Great design. And their voices are a little bit different, too. <laughs> yeah, of course, they're younger, so their voices are going to be slightly higher pitched. But she's standing there with little Enzo, her little brother, and Puppy Frisket. Oh, Puppy Frisket. <laughs> it's so cute. I don't like and uh, what is, what's her outfit going on here, Lady Glitch? Because <laughs> uh, I'm digging it. Looks- it. It looks very 80s, um, very colorful. We've got the hair going on. It's very retro. She's even got like, like, I don't even know what you would call those glasses. I don't wear glasses, but like half, almost half moon glasses-ish going on. Like re- re- type reading glasses that sit down, yeah. Yep, Her outfit just... makes me want to listen to the song Twilight Zone by Two Unlimited. <laughs> she's got multiple earrings going on got her rainbow. hair is multiple colors she's wearing a dress with a belt yeah. on top that's loosely hanging fishnets um uh-huh. like i love it she's I, got I a thigh it. tattoo ladies and gentlemen no one told me that dot had a thigh tattoo uh-huh yeah it's right there <laughs> what is it can you get can it's, y'all see is it a heart it's a heart with an arrow through it Hmm. Well, I mean, we we saw in season three that she has a tattoo on her on her arm. Assuming yeah. she got that when she was older, but maybe she's all always had it. I don't know. It, it's possible, or she's just going through her a teenage rebellious phase right now. She's just inking herself up. I mean, that's what I did. <laughs> Where's her <laughs> Highlander tattoo? Is what I want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> like the one that I have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so very quickly, uh, we realize that things are interrupted. This is, she's still organized. Oh, yeah. She's a doer. Not a pad on her. She's um, delegating orders to her people because they're building Dot's diner over. Presumably the first time. Yes. One of many times they rebuild this <laughs> freaking diner. Uh. And we realized that mainframe was twice as big. Yeah, there was there was the like literal- literally twice as big. I didn't know that. Yep, there was a separate city over there, um, and we refer With its back own to principal in, office. Yep, in season two, when um, Bob first mentions the disaster from the Twin Cities, and we are about to see what that disaster is. In I didn't realize it was a whole huge, like other mainframe right next to it right that was uh the episode i believe it was and the episode that introduced andrea um and i remember uh uh when me and cal recorded that episode of the podcast um me me and snidler were kind of like tap dancing around like 
because I, I if I recall correctly, like listeners, this was a long time ago that we recorded this episode. Yeah. But I remember Cal being like, oh, what is this about a twin city? And me and Sniddler were kind of like tap dancing around, like explaining what explaining what it is. It's like, no, no, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there very mm-hmm. far down the road. <laughs> and um, here we are. Yeah. So the whole thing went kablooey. And I guess the leftovers of that other part of the, the Twin City, the other part of mainframe, um, it became lost angles. Yes. And and you can see a shockwave going through this right now, and it's tossing everyone in the air. The window- Oh, right. Yeah. And we cut to the inside of the principal office, and here's season four dot back in command com mode, and she wakes up from this nightmare. Yeah, she she was remembering the the event. I think that's a tactful way of giving the audience um, information without it without hitting you over the head with it. Right, without what? people just talking. Mm-hmm. Now, now one thing uh, I, I do appreciate about the existence of season four reboot. I know a lot of people don't <laughs> like season four all that much. Um, one of the things I appreciate is that season four is actually like filling in some gaps, like is mm-hmm. filling in, like we're, we're getting backstory. Uh, we, we find out uh, a whole slew of uh, more information that was merely alluded to in previous seasons uh finally getting some resolution to like what the whole like Damon thing that uh, turbo was talking about in season three was it kind of went on hold so they could do other stuff yeah yeah that yeah. Uh, turbo mentioned he mentioned Damon and stuff going on with the guardians there were guardians that attacked them yeah but it 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 never got explained so that 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 that's one thing I do really really like about season four reboot is that it it actually explains all that stuff. I know a lot of people didn't like how they looked. Everybody looks a little fat-faced. And it's been years since they made re- they did a reboot season. They're really showing off their animation. Like this is very different than what we've <laughs> seen. They've they remodeled them. You can see see a lot more uh, shadows and stuff on there. The ray tracing is is out the wazoo. It's um, all that but- um it's all that Hasbro money they got for Beast Wars and Beast Machines. All that sweet, sweet Hasbro money. Um, it probably was, to be honest, because <laughs> they I they mean, were do- like they got a shit like because even going from Beast Wars to um, uh, to Beast Machines, there was a noticeable jump in animation quality. Huge, huge jump in animation quality, and um, and just we talked about in general between '98 and '01, like during that time, like we got the turn of the millennium happening. Everything just kind of goes to the roof. Mainframe also was um, at the cusp of like animation quality at the time. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, clearly, clearly, uh, Mainframe Entertainment's computers survived Y two K. Thankfully, yeah. And we get we get a reference because they're in the um, the the capital. Uh, sorry, the um, why can't I remember the H- their HQ? Yeah. Um, and there's a map of the world showing like the internet connections or something like that. So this <laughs> is the first time they've referenced the being real aware of a, yeah, the internet, the basically. internet, even if they don't realize there's a reality outside of it, mm-hmm. cause there's a map of the world. And I'm like, hold up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> a battle in the real world. Here. Only oh, knows the user is somewhere out there. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm starting to think that um, Bob doesn't intend to find out. I feel like that's really low on the totem pole of things that he wants to find out. How do you guys feel about that? I think that's going to be one of those um, questions that kind of, it's an internal question. It's, it's much like what we humans think of was like, what is my purpose here being alive right now? Yeah. We don't know our format. At least Bob does. Yeah. Um, uh, Christina, you have a, uh, uh, the, I believe it was the inaugural issue of Retrofied magazine, which was an an oral history of reboot, and it uh, I I read it when you came to to mm-hmm. visit, and it it it's interviews with so many people involved with reboot, and if I recall correctly, somewhere in there, one of them actually mentions that there was literally no plan when they came up with the line in the intro of Bob being <laughs> like, "No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out." There was never any plan for any kind of resolution <laughs> to that. <laughs> Leave us on like the biggest cliffhanger of all time. But I intend to find out. I like the memes that are like says he intends to find out, never does. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bob, what are you doing? Speaking of Bob, we cut to him literally floating towards the principal office. And right. he said big Angelic old glitch Bob. Yep. And we all recall he merged with Glitch and Glitch had flying capabilities. So now Bob and Glitch get to fly together. Yay. Yay. I actually, uh, in this episode, uh, when I was watching it earlier, when Bob speaks, I, I for a split second, I had forgotten that he had been recast in season mm-hmm. three. So I'm like, oh, right. It's Cheetor. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot Cheetor voiced Bob for a while. If you look I at immediately Bob, was like, wait a second, Cheetor. <laughs> if you look Cheetor, Bob, what have you done? done? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at Bob's animation on his face and the detailing with like his scales and stuff, it kind of looks like Cheetor spots. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going with that, yeah. This isn't going to be the first time in this episode that we uh, we reference something Beast Wars related because there's another cast member from Beast Wars in this episode. <laughs> that uh, that uh, uh, me and Cal on our uh, Beast Wars podcast, Too Much Energon, have a a certain take when we do impressions of him. <laughs> just just a little, just just a little bit. Uh, so what's going on in the episode? Um. I thought they were in a game, Andrea and Matrix, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They're in something we haven't seen before. Like, it's almost like space, but if it was Windows 95. (laughs) They're in the throes of the net right now. And they're just kind of... Fighting guardians on hover bikes? Trying to keep them away from mainframe. Now, Bob is back in mainframe, um, making a tear into a portal to try and get Matrix and Andrea home because they're busy right. out in this uh, in this new sphere of, spa- of space um, on bikes, diverting guardians. Yeah, we don't <laughs> quite know what they were doing. They were kind of in the middle of something, but we get the idea that they were either looking for something or stopping them from doing something, but they're, they're fighting guardians who uh-huh. we find out a little bit like later, yeah. And like you said, um, I think 
the portal's made to get them back home. Mm-hmm. But before it closes, a few of the guardians come through the portal and they're right. like weird X-wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, back in the uh, the main war room, Dot has Fong throw up a map of the net and she has to put it in 2D. And here's the map thing you were talking about, pal. You can see parts of it are blue, but a lot of it is green. And that green, as Fong says, Damon's infection is growing. So now we're learning a little bit more about Damon and what her MO is. Only Western Canada is free. Only mainframe was was free of uh, <laughs> free of the Damon super virus. Yeah, yep. only only the uh, Kitsilano district of Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is where Kit Sector is named after. Yep. You know, we uh, theorized about that, but it that it, it ended up being proven correct. Uh, th- that that's something that uh, uh, Snidler, uh, who is absent from this episode, but uh, of the podcast, but uh, Snidler had mentioned he'd speculated that it was named after Kits, and if I recall correctly, me and Cal were like, "No, it can't be." And it turns out, yeah, it actually it, was. No, no, a- absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse zooms in on this map, and Dot's like, "Are they all right? Are they all right?" And she's like, "No, sugar, I don't believe they are." And we cut. It, it looks like Space Invaders, almost. You see, like, two little bikes. Oh, their of version people. of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, sorry, um, how no, they're ahead. viewing it. Mm-hmm. Looks like Space Invaders. Yeah, you're right. I jumped ahead. Before it shows them fighting, the, the little scanner they have, it does kind of look like Space Invaders. Like, it's uh-huh. very simple 2D kind of with the two bikes, like, firing, mm-hmm. firing at attackers. I was never well, a fan of Space Invaders here. when I was younger. It's a big fan. I, I have it on the Atari. You know what Atari uh, twenty six hundred game I really liked though was Pitfall. I fucking I loved don't Pitfall. have Pitfall, but I have Yars Revenge and Adventure. Yars Revenge. <laughs> you play a fly that shoots at a big thing. What I, about what about Custer's Revenge? I do not have Custer's Revenge. Uh, I don't have ET <laughs> either. I have Adventure, uh, Pac-Man, Midnight Magic, which is like a pinball game. You remember the um, the the uh, uh, famous uh, Atari uh, ET landfill of uh, uh, Atari cartridges? Remember, like throughout the two thousands, like a, a lot of people thought that it was the story was bullshit, and then in like twenty twelve, they actually found it and made a documentary about it. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a time... Or they before... were looking for the landfill. No, they found it. Did, did they actually find it? I thought they found one, and they were like, this must be it. No, they, they, they found the, the landfill, because like, like, there was this documentary that was... Um, I think it was produced by... Uh, uh, it was free on the Xbox video store, so I think it was actually produced by Microsoft Game Studios. But it was a, a documentary, and... Um, yeah, they, they found the landfill that had, like, uh, thousands upon thousands of E.T. cartridges. But uh, there was a time for many, many years on the internet where a lot of people suspected that it was it, it was fake news. Or, like, it was right. just an urban legend. Right. That's, but then that's they, hilarious. But then they found it. Uh, so, and, and here we are today. And we, here we are today, talking about, uh, talking about it on... <laughs> E.T. on this reboot podcast. Apparently it was unplayable. And if you've played Atari games, most of them are. I was going to say, that's saying something. (laughs) That's really saying something. Um, 
like I have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not even a game there. Um, any, anyways, um, back to our Atari podcast. Uh, <laughs> the quick short of this little chunk of the episode is a few guardians follow them through. And because they're in mainframe, they try to reopen a portal to the net so all their buddies can get th- come through. There's only a few of them that got through. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're so devoted to what we're going to find out is the word um, that they're, they're unafraid of death. They'll do anything to, um, to not- further the Damon's cause. And they're not defending themselves when the mainframers start firing on them. Yeah, they're right. devoted to getting this portal open. Yeah, it's a literal suicide mission for those guardians. They even, yeah, and the, the cast point that out and they're like, what the heck? Why? And we'll find out why in a bit. But they already know that they're like corrupted, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll find out that uh, bird is, in fact, the word. <laughs> and not only do they manage to actually land, they get to and in- they invade a facility. And for the first time, we're seeing straight up people killing bitches on the show. Yeah. Like yeah. they're dead. We saw people killing bitches in season three though. Mm-hmm. That That's true. Like blood and everything. Yeah. 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 But like not main, like this is a little bit more tragic. Like the mainframers, the CPUs, um, the, the cops, um, yeah. they're getting annihilated, like painfully. Right. Yeah. Right deleted. there. Deleted. Mm-hmm. These are no guardians of mine. No. no, and um, uh, so uh, uh, the the guardians like uh, somehow through their shenanigans like uh, uh, make uh, put mainframe online, and we get Specky being like, "Sir, we're online," and uh, broadband so connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so weird. It's not a tear or anything. It's or like a portal, it's almost like an actual like rip in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like it's like paper like ripped off. Kind of cool looking. We we usually get energy portals in the show, right? But it's like di- these people like just, glass broken. Yeah, they ripped it open. There's no way of resealing it, as Fong says. And Dot even chimes in with, "She's locked the door open." Oh, good catch. That's why it's weird looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, Bob being that, the... that, that's uh, Damon's mo is she uh, she uses the guardians to enter systems and basically keep keep the door open so there's no way for a system to seal itself off to defend itself. So the guardians right. pour in. I like how uh, Dot like starts like giving out commands and she looks at Mouse and is like, "Mouse, what? help!" <laughs> in, in this very like desperate way. They established their relationship really well. It used to be catty, and then, like, Mouse could have effed off at any time in season three. But she stayed in mainframe Mm -hmm. to to help. Like, Mouse has come a long way and um, put herself on the line quite a bit and saved mainframe, well, I don't know, at least twice. (laughs) Because she (laughs) closed off the web originally. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is how Bob ended up. Like this. <laughs> Cheetor Bob. <laughs> Cheetor Bob. Uh, so speaking of Bob, um, so Bob, when the Guardians pour in, Bob is like, oh no, we, and I, I kind of like this, uh, 
the this them being at odds with one another because uh bob is like oh we we can't delete them and matrix is basically like fuck them mm-hmm. fuck He's them we're gonna kill some motherfuckers. so edgy <laughs> i kind of like how corny this is because they're re-establishing the characters because it's been years since season three right mm-hmm. so they're like kind of like back to the core cells like matrix is gruff and and you know, like he doesn't care about killing and he's got guns and missiles. And Bob is like, hang on now. Cause he was even um it established all throughout the first few seasons that Bob doesn't like killing anyone. Right. He can reprogram, but he doesn't want to delete. Deleting. Yeah, not killing. Um, he not even viruses. He can't even yeah. bring himself to get rid of megabyte. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, it's mentioned uh, many times throughout the the show prior to this that uh, Bob, uh, Bob has a, like an ideology where he doesn't like to uh, delete anyone, including viruses. Um, yeah. Demand and defend. Yep, not delete and defend. Yeah, and they they make a point of they uh, point that out on the show, um, yeah. and they're, they're guardians. So like, there's there's good in them but they're corrupt mm-hmm. yeah hence why all the key tools fucked off and we we find out in this episode that bob is literally the last guardian that's not yeah. corrupted by that's, yeah yeah uh, i guess I, I guess we're not counting matrix as a guardian because he never actually went to the academy well there's that oh good point <laughs> still in game sprite mode if you look at his icon from the season three. Oh right that, yeah. That's that's why when uh, when uh, uh, mainframe was rebooted, that's why we got a new version of Kid Enzo, is because oh. his icon was in game sprite mode. Oh, it didn't detect him. We we talked about this. It didn't detect him in the system, and when right. it reformatted itself to a previous version of Windows, previous version yeah. of mainframe, it was like, "Hey, Enzo's not here." Yeah, and exactly. because uh, because Andrea was a game sprite and wasn't of uh, mainframe, wasn't originally from mainframe, she wouldn't have been in the um, uh, whatever the last save backup was. Which makes me kind of wonder why Mouse was, though. Because Mouse isn't from mainframe either. Right. That's why there's no duplicate of her, right? Y- yeah. Uh, Bob, too. Bob's not from mainframe, right? But it only duplicated... Enzo be uh that's the theory we're going with right was because it recognized him as a, a game sprite not Ma- Enzo matrix of mainframe mm-hmm. right that's what the theory we're going with right yes. I, I I'm just uh, well I guess I'm wondering now then like why why Andrea wasn't why we also didn't get another version of Andrea oh because it did a backup of before shit started hitting the fan Windows right. 95 backup. Right, so why did Mouse get? Because uh, 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 Mouse was wasn't really part of Mainframe at that point either. So why did Mouse get? Why did a new version of Mouse get backed up? Oh, I didn't realize Mouse was brought back. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've just uh, now I'm starting to wonder. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, now something I'm, to, to now, now I'm starting to wonder. Yeah, wait a second. I, I missed that because. Ray Ray Tracer and Mouse kind of did a, well, we're going to die anyway. And they did like a passionate exchange before what they they thought was doom. They went and boned before the end of the world. They went out with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Anyway, speaking of going out with a bang, as the uh, the guardians are trying to negotiate with uh, with Bob, um, his roommate, right? <laughs> the guardians are trying to negotiate with Bob, and uh, Matrix on his bike, uh, like flicks a switch, and a comical, like very cartoonish, like Looney Tunes oh, level of missiles. Comes Way up. more than like missiles coming out of missiles in a blossom. Yeah. Like a dandelion. <laughs> yeah. And um, for some reason, Bob's roommate was Graveheart from Shadow Raiders. And um, they're having peaceful negotiations. Like they're not just coming in and shooting everything. And Matrix does some of the dumbest. Like I'm not on his side with this one. He just shoots them all when they're negotiating with Bob. Yeah. Right. Dude. I, I mean, we know that they're not going to take no for an answer. But I, I wanted to see what Graveheart, uh, Bob's roommate, was was like, you know? Yeah, and he, um, well, we're never going to find out because he dies. Yeah, he Ma- screams Matrix. and he goes, no! <laughs> Matrix, He's dead. He's like dead. Fires this like comical amount of missiles at the guardians, <laughs> and we actually see like the all like a bunch of the vehicles explode, and see Bob's old roommate be like ah, <laughs> screaming <laughs> and dying. Web World Wars again. I laughed. I fucking gone. laughed. And then wouldn't you know it? Warning, incoming game. Motherfucking GameCube. Oh shit! This episode is everything. Normally, I don't like it when a lot is happening in one episode, but I think the pacing of this episode is is well done. Well, and like you were saying, Cal, like this is the show's been off the air for uh a few years at this point, so they're kind of reestablishing everything. So this episode kinda had to have a bit of everything in it. And they do it well. Um we'll talk about the game when <laughs> it comes up. Oh fuck this this fucking game. <laughs> but um they don't spend too much time in it. They just remind you of what the games are like, what they need to do. Uh, there's probably only like two minutes of them being in the game. Uh, but the game's coming down. Man, what a bad time to for the game to come down. And oh, yeah. uh, we get reminded that uh, there's a certain um, Michael the Television. Uh, Mike, Michael the te- Television. Coming to you live. I am... Um... I forgot to mention, uh, uh, just uh, like when Bob actually flies up to the uh, to the Guardians to to greet them, uh, little Enzo and Dot are watching on a vid window, and they're like, "Oh, uh, right. uh, what, what's what's Bob doing? Like, what what's his plan?" And Dot says something to the effect of, "Like, uh, Bob never had has never had a plan in his life. He's making this up as he goes along." <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait uh, a second. Does Bob have ADD as well? Uh, my <laughs> partner even like turned and looked at me when that line was delivered by Dot, and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I am a person who makes many plans. I just don't stick to them very often. <laughs> I, I make plans, uh, usually pretty detailed plans too, of like exactly what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, and how I'm going to do it. I just don't usually end up following... Things don't end up going the way that I plan. It's one of my big uh, shortcomings, I would say. 
would have to agree with you on that. I do like making plans in great detail, but lack the motivation to execute. Mm. Like, well, I can never like- let myself down because I never make plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, uh, folks, this this will be our year. This yeah. is, yeah, exactly. This is we balance each other out. <laughs> each other accountable. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be, uh, 2022 is going to be, it's going to be my year to, uh, drop these like 50 pounds that I've put on in the past like two years. It's going to be my year where I try to put on, well, man, can you imagine if I put on 50 pounds of muscle? (laughs) Yes. I got to start now. And this will be the year figure out what I do with my life. I say I stopped saying that years ago. <laughs> well, well, dear Lady Glitch, uh, I I have some suggestions, which well, which, like- we've, which we've okay. talked about uh, off air, but we, we we won't get into. Well, how how about on air? Since this is the first um, uh, laser comb um, episode that we're uh, releasing. Sorry that we've, we're recording in the new year. What are our uh, New Year's, what, one New Year's resolution? I think we've just briefly ta- touched upon it. Lose weight. Yep. Try to gain muscle. And what's, and right, moving. Is that, yep. is that what we're going with? Yeah, we'll go with that. Attainable goals. That's the trick. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that, I think they're all perfectly attainable. Those are attainable. Let's do it. To be even more specific, find myself in Victoria by the end of the year. I I, I like I like that plan. Uh, anything I can do to help. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I'm your man. All right, we can do it. <laughs> yes, go team, go. We can. You can do it. Put your back into it. That's yes. Right. Put your mind into it. <laughs> uh. Lift with your legs, not your back. All right. So does the Michael the television say of anything of use, or does he just say some Mike the TV shit? Mike the TV shit. And then we cut back to Bob putting Guardian vehicles in like a stasis lock kind of thing. Oh, protective like bubbles? Yeah. So they, so don't they can't shoot out, but people can't shoot them either. I like yeah. that. That's a, that's a Bob move. Yeah. And now he's trying to negotiate with Matrix about... Like, stop what you're doing. That's an order. But we're, I think we're at the point now where Matrix and Bob aren't like, like Matrix isn't showing that same respect to Bob as he used to when he was younger. Oh, He's starting yeah. to realize Matrix is that, his own is his own person now. He's, yeah. And not only so, that, that, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that their ideals are a little different. Mm-hmm. He's not this grand hero that can like do no wrong. It's, well, wait a second. No, I... I'm going to do everything I can do in my power to defend my home. You can, you know, be officer friendly as much as you want, but I'm doing what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. normally I'm like, oh my God, more whiny matrix bullshit. But I am, I understand both of them. Right. And Bob's trying to tell matrix, I need, here's another order. Stop what you're doing and go and defend that game. Cause we can't afford to lose a sector. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, in that, they both agree. Mm-hmm. And Andrea is like, "You heard the man, Sparky Lego." 
I, I like how uh, after Bob uh, uh, tries to give Matrix an order, I like Matrix's reaction. He's like, an order? <laughs> and he says it in this way, like, who the fuck are you, bud? And he grimaces it. Yeah. They... <laughs> He's like, wow, orders now. Okay. Like, don't tell me what to do, bitch. Right? So I, I like that... Um... <laughs> Uh, and like I've I've kind of like I've complained about uh, about edgy uh, grown up Matrix on the podcast before, but I like that now like Matrix is uh, uh, like Cal was saying like they 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 realize that like they both want the same thing, but their their ideals are different, and Matrix has kind of has aged out of his hero worship of bob and is become his own person truly become his own person at this point because even in season three when they first find uh bob like matrix even as like the the grown-up badass renegade he still had a little bit of that heroic reverence for bob great character progression um uh sorry development for all all yeah all of the characters i think and andrea it would be nice to see character development from her, but sometimes static characters are already an ideal, mm-hmm. right? Like there's nothing wrong with Andrea always being like the rock, being steady, being um, open to new ideas, right? She doesn't need to change much like Superman, uh, Goku, like that, that static mm-hmm. character. Um they don't have character development because they're already representative representative of an ideal. Um, I know people don't like that, but I'm, I'm okay with some characters being like that. I just wish they fleshed out a journey for her a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I think I've complained about that on the show yeah. in the past um, that yeah. Andrea is, I, I mean, she's like a fully, like, she's a fully fledged character in her own right. But a she's lot of the time, but a lot of the time, like, she's kind of in the story, she kind of just serves a function of being there to support Enzo. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wish there was a little bit more to her than that. Than but... being badass, yeah. Yeah. Are, are uh, there any Andrea episodes, themed is... episodes, that where she's not a damsel that's like, poisoned <laughs> uh, uh i'm not sure i don't um, think so she there's there's at least one in the in the story arc of damon rising that she's she's kind of critical in. you'll see oh, there's there. one coming up but in yeah. the past has there been like andrea themed she's always kind of been supportive yeah, sort of cast. yeah let me look at the let me look at the, the episode list here okay just something i thought i'd throw out there Right. We continued there. Yeah. Icons was really good um, with her because we that was the one mm-hmm. we see them as adults. Um, no Sprite has gone before their first conflict that we actually see. Oh, where um, she sides with Riot. Okay. Yeah. Even, though that's right. a, even though that's a terrible episode. You're, oh, yeah. Even though it's a <laughs> the terrible Star episode, episode, she does yeah. take a yeah. side. And then number seven and episode with uh, No Name have very Andrea centric kind of development in both. You're right. There's some going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you recall my commentary on number seven that I, you know, babbled on about, like, I feel like the hexadecimal character that she rebooted into is pretty much her subconscious and that she wants to branch out into these different kinds of personalities. 
but because of her programming, she really can't. But it was all a Matrix's dream anyway, so it didn't, it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, so so uh, to get back into the episode, yeah. after uh, Matrix and Andrea go into the game, uh, we cut away to a place we've never seen before. It's kind I of love this place. It's kind Holy of angelic cow. looking. This is like a majestic, like a, a cathedral, a cathedral. It yeah. looks angelic or like, uh, like how I would imagine like Olympus to look like. There we go. I was trying to think of like outside of human Olympus. Um, and it's very uh, time themed. Yep. Yeah. yeah and we, we, cut, we cut to the inside and there is a pendulum swinging behind Damon. And then a World of Warcraft looking motherfucker yeah. uh, <laughs> walks up to her. And uh, and uh, he he comes in. He's all like, well, now listen here. Uh, listen here, Damon. We've got... Uh... <laughs> so uh, if any... So uh, I got a... This, this is some uh, cross uh, uh, branding joke of... Um, from too much energy on me and Cal's Beast Wars podcast. Uh, we, we, if anyone who's listening to this doesn't listen to that show, uh, I can't even remember how it got started, but it's something that kind of just evolved over time. The character on that show, Rhinox, our impression of him, we kind of uh, paint him as like this beer drinking trucker. And so this character here is voiced by the guy who voices Rhinox. So his dialogue is going to be a uh, 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 drunk beer drinking trucker. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be right. Our too much energon is the name of that podcast, and it's gonna be our uh, too much energon Rhinox. Um, he's compl- he's so boring anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so he walks in. He's like he's like, well, listen here, Damon. I was down uh, driving the pickup truck down to pick up uh, an eighteen pack, and well, gosh golly, wouldn't you believe I ran into Guardian four five two, some bomb looking motherfucker. And we find out Damon is very French. Very uh, she is a tiny French chick. Mm-hmm. She is like, this is impossible. Show me on the big screen right now. And we have a really good shot of her face right here. And she's got an hourglass pendant around with a choker around her neck. Kind of hot. Yeah, I whatever she's got going, I, I yeah. dig it. No hexadecimal, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really and, like Damon's um, hair color. Yes, her, that her hair moves <laughs> as if they're tentacles. Mm-hmm. The seafoam hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <clears> like, it's it, as if it's in water or they're like tentacles. Or her hair is just kind of blowing in the wind. Yeah. Because all we are is dust in the wind. All <laughs> we are is dust in the wind, dude. Dust. dust wind. wind. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We, we reference that movie a lot on the show too. Yeah, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We should do a commentary track of that on oh, our that. Patreon. Deal. Okay. Yeah. I got some. Deal. I got some other movies that I want to do as well. I want to do RoboCop since it's my favorite movie of all time. That's a joy. Uh, talk about. And uh, Highlander. I feel like we got to do a Highlander commentary. Well, at this point, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, listeners, if you want to hear us uh, do movie commentary tracks, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lasercomb. So what is, uh, so Rhinox lets uh, Damon know, hey, Guardian 452, 
Le Bob. Um, <laughs> uh, he's merged with this key tool. Uh-huh. So he'd be the perfect messenger yeah. for the bird. And, and Damon's like, there is Zoom room and bring my messenger home. She does say that, right? And she's before our time. She's already talking about Zoom 20 years before Zoom was invented. When was Zoom invented? I'm going and, in. And hold, um, my, hold my beer. <laughs> and Ryan, and so Ryan Ox is like, it's like, yeehaw, I think Bob owes me gas money anyway. <laughs> Bob, that little <laughs> motherfucker, he owes me gas money. <laughs> Bob, oh. what have you done? <laughs> Oddly enough. Uh, uh, 2011. Yeah. San okay. Jose, California. Zoom. Yeah. Wow, oh, ten years. I I I, I just want to say uh, uh, I I I'm very 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 fond of our uh, beer drinking trucker Rhinox. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's uh, he gets to make a cameo in, in reboot. <laughs> oh man, prepare a Zoom room. Bring my messenger home. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, we're back music continues. Frame. Music continues according to the uh, to the closed music caption. Continues. <laughs> so we cut to the principal office. They're like, "Uh oh, what do we do?" Blah blah blah. And we get a glimpse of the game. Siege. Right away, were you thinking Golden Eye sixty four? Uh, no. Um, I immediately, especially when I saw the the tank with the shark in it. Uh, I immediately thought of Austin Powers. Before I thought about that, though, just the the world floating, the 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 co- the assets of the the chairs and everything. There's a very specific level in GoldenEye '64, and I was like, did they straight up ask Rare for some of these assets? Because this looks like like uh, uh, an speaking episode. speaking of Rare, actually, and GoldenEye, uh, Cal. This might be of interest to you, uh, even though you don't have an Xbox. Um, an achievement list for a remastered GoldenEye leaked. Uh, there are apparently two uh, Xbox Live... <laughs> I was just reading about this the other day. There were two Xbox Live accounts that uh, are found to have achievements for a remastered GoldenEye, and they're both uh, top-level people at Rare. Huh. So uh, it's undoubtedly a remastered version of GoldenEye is coming to... To the Xbox. Can't wait. Yay. And I have an Xbox. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. So what, it's quick, it's quickly, it's, it's not GoldenEye, much to my dismay, much to my partner's dismay, the shark kind of gives it away. Uh, yep. It is Austin Powers and um, uh, Lady Glitch. Yes. Have you seen Austin Powers? Uh, probably back in the day, like way back in the day. So much so that I forgot what it's all about. So you know how I was just talking about uh, doing commentary tracks for, for movies uh, for the Patreon yeah. in the future? You want to know a yeah. movie that I'm never going to suggest we do a commentary track of? Austin, Austin Powers. Powers because yeah, I fuck, baby! Because I fucking hate Austin Powers. I fu- Even back in the day, I fucking hated those movies. And like, you couldn't go... Like, you, 
throw a stick and you would hit 10 people doing stupid uh, Austin Powers impressions back in the late 90s to early 2000s. I fucking hate the movie. And I legit- make me do it more. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm legitimately, when I watched this episode, I was legitimately pissed off that they went Austin Powers with the game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Not only that, uh, so Enzo, little Enzo, Andrea, uh, Matrix and Frisket are the four in the game. Right. Yep. Enzo. He reboots and he's wearing like a little white suit. And Frisket, um, much like the Goldfinger, like the the what are those skinless cat skinless uh, hairless <laughs> cats called Sphinx? Uh, uh, I I don't know. Is he a Sphinx? Frisket. I I don't know that either. He reboots into some Austin Powers bullshit. A cat. Uh, a sphinx yeah and um uh andrea's just a a hot like babe from the 70s and i um, kind of like her look that she's got going matrix is um dr evil and he even um which is fitting because he's got the the scar yeah already um and he even lifts up his pinky and he's like marvelous (laughs) my partner was like Oh, and like got up to leave. <laughs> what I find funny in the dialogue is that little Enzo says alphanumeric, and Big Matrix is like, "Please say I never said things like that." And little Enzo's like, well, "You must have. We're we're the same." And Matrix just looks at him and is like, "We are not the same." <laughs> I'm done. Can you imagine? Like, I I I can't even imagine how, just how much of a mind fuck that would be to like quite literally have a child version of you around. Like, he needs to be nicer to himself. Like and like not not like uh, you know like oh your child or something like that, but like literally like you from like you know fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a mind fuck. It it'd be fucking weird. It'd be weird. Didn't have to have to deal with that. And it is weird. Yeah. Although, Plus, in my case, like, if I had, like, an 11-year-old version of me running around, uh, he would be so fucking hyped at all of the War for Cybertron Kingdom toys that I have. Oh, yeah. That's like, true. Like, show-accurate, like, looking Beast Wars, modern Beast Wars toys. It's like 11, yeah. 11-year-old you, kid in a candy store over it. 37-year-old you, still a kid in a candy store over it. Yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Yeah, and I got to witness that. It was great. Yeah, um, yeah. We, went, well, we went. uh We went to Toys R Us, and he literally ran over to the Transformers aisle, and it was yeah. beautiful. Elbowed an old lady out of the way. Quite literally, he like ran over a little kid to get over there. Yeah, risky business slid into the aisle. <laughs> did did some like Ong back like style like leaping over like shelves and stuff, and people yeah. holding like glass panes and. <laughs> bags of presents yeah yeah um, no, uh, inexplicably uh, jumping through like a ring of barbed wire or something what? yeah um uh when uh, uh christina was up here in victoria we uh we went to toys r us which yes american listeners toys r us still exists in canada um uh, so uh, we went to Toys R Us, and uh, I ended up finding uh, over in the Transformers section. I spotted a uh, War for Cybertron Kingdom Tigatron figure, which I had been looking for. So I was really hyped that I spotted it. And, that, and, then that, little, and then we looked a little deeper, and we saw two of them. 
uh, well, and then uh, I saw another one. So I got two of them. Uh, one for myself, which I have behind me right here. Uh, audio mm-hmm. listeners, I'm holding up a the figure. So I grabbed one for me. I grabbed one for Cal. And then I texted my friend and coworker, Duncan, and uh, who's also really into Transformers. He's been on our Beast Wars podcast before. Um, I texted him and told him about it and kind of kind of uh, hid the one that was remaining like behind some Cyclonus figures. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he even commented to me uh, uh, when I saw him at work a few days later. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I found uh I found it. It was like hidden in the back. I found the last one there. It was like hidden in the back behind a bunch of Cyclonuses. I'm like, yeah, I put it there. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. So you may have saved saved the day and gotten it for him. Yeah. Like what was pretty hype too is he's a Voyager class figure. And it, if you're a listener and don't give a shit about Transformers, we'll move on from this soon. But he's a Voyager class figure, which in Canada have a, normally have a price point of forty dollars, but they were on sale for thirty-one. They just happened to be on sale. Oh, and Cal's opening up his Tigatron. Ah, oh, shit! Don't mind me. <laughs> it was a, uh, a belated Christmas gift. Had I found it when we recorded the the Christmas themed episode of Alpha America, I would have given it to him then. But I think I found it literally the next day. You did, yeah. Yeah. He's um locked in um in car- carbon uh nano he's, carbon. He's in the CR chamber. Yeah, he's in the CR chamber right now. <laughs> he had a he had a rough battle with uh with with Scorponok. He got cross country missiled, so he's uh needing to be restored. Yeah, we we can't all uh, ride those missiles like Dinobot. <laughs> uh, so my favorite character shows up in Reboot. Yeah, Bob falls out of the sky because he shoots off another blast and he's running out of Energon and he just goes towards the energy sea. And who and catches well, him? Hexadecimal. Yeah. Right. Um, I like that I, we've, we've talked about this like 20 times, but like the show doesn't stick to like gender like roles mm-hmm. and i really dig it how like she's protective of bob like she's catching it i think more men are caught like damsels in distress than than women are on the show mm-hmm. maybe i'm wrong, wrong about that but i feel like men are often caught in open armed uh in open arms by women on the show than, than what, vice versa what? One thing I love about Reboot is that there are no weak women. Like the women are just just as, if not more badass than any yeah. that are in this series across any season. Yeah, I agree. Like they do have their moments. Like in season three, we have a lot of dot development, a lot of emotions going on, but she 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 evolves herself through that. It just becomes far more stronger with every you know encounter, every episode. Yeah, I agree. And here we get Hex. She's she's been helped. She's on um, uh, Guardian meds <laughs> so that her extreme highs and extreme lows are, are quite present. She, they're, they're in check. And she's, I don't want to say like normal because there's nothing wrong. I didn't think there was anything wrong with her, but she just needed help and she, she got it. And... Um, 
Well, I've talked she's... before that she, uh, I, I get some BPD energy as someone who has borderline personality disorder. Yeah, she uh, is on guardian I, meds. <laughs> I, I, I get, I get some BPD energy from, uh, from, uh, from hexadecimal. And um, you know, she kind of runs a finger along, and she's all like, um, "How about you and I? Um, you, you need some downtime, and uh, why don't we go down together?" And I'm like. <laughs> you got yourself a deal lady <laughs> and there, uh, but no he's she she has him like uh in her arms like sit in like a park bench i like how uh dot like vid windows in and is like what the fuck <laughs> oh when right after they kiss yeah they kiss yeah, guys it, yeah let's not skip over that uh, well she kisses him uh yeah and uh dot vid windows in and is like like what the fuck i like how bob is just like uh, uh gotta uh, go hang on and hangs up on her <laughs> gotta go and hangs up and she's like hey wait and leaves and i'm like oh drama but for that something falls from the sky from that that tear that's in that's in, in the system and it's a blue cube like a blue cube actually comes down and scoops up bob and Mike the TV is actually already on the scene doing his Mike the TV bullshit. Did trying to figure out what's the plan? <laughs> and this thing comes down, scoops up Bob, and Hex is like, hang on a second. And she uses Hex powers and brings Bob back. Yeah, she's like, wait a moment. She's like, that was kind of rude. And she just does like a weird red flash. Mm-hmm. And Bob is where Michael the television was standing. And yep. we find out that she switched their, their places. Mm-hmm. Because right, um, right. that blue cube teleports um, uh, Mike the TV into the uh, into Damon's cathedral. Yep, where he's rightfully scared. <laughs> he's like, "Am I deleted? Deleted? No, you are in the, in the supercomputer. You are in the supercomputer where everyone speaks French. <laughs> You're French." <laughs> better than mine so go nuts um i have practiced um uh playing a uh a french woman in a larp so oh, okay. uh, my terrible french accent uh i've had some <laughs> some time to work on <laughs> uh yeah i i it, it it's all you i'm i'm <laughs> not uh the, the the only compliments i've uh received uh for my attempts at accents have been uh uh lady glitch actually uh uh, complimenting my german accent that i did on one episode (laughs) see yeah and that's that apparently is the only uh, good accent i can do or a very stereotypical like italian plumber type accent (laughs) we we should have played that up more i even did like the rap but it was off air And so what happens here? Um, she's like, ah, oh, won't you tell me all about Zibob? And um, she like Zibob. gracefully like tippy toes like the floor and like green energy like corrupts him. And he's like, I've seen the Lord and the Lord is the word and the word is the bird. And <laughs> he is corrupted. Well, well, every everybody has heard about the bird. Mm-hmm. The bird, well, bird, bird, bird is the word. What I find funny is um, Mike, the TV, is like, you're Damon, aren't you? And she's like, yes, did you expect something else? And 
<laughs> Where are the teeth? The tentacles yeah, and the, and the spikes. Yeah. And the talons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I was ex it's like I was expecting you to be this like terrifying monster like Megabyte, not some hot French chick. Yeah, so when like, they when she's like, come tell me all about uh mainframe and Zibob, and we shall fuck together. And can we still um do we can still do the tourist sing. <laughs> and um as they're walking, they cast shadows, but her shadow is of a web creature. Is it? It's tentacles moving and shit. <laughs> Isn't it it seems hair? it seems just like her hair, but you can't see any other features except like the the tentacles. All right, give me a second. I'm oh, by it. the way, uh, she's like, "Come, let's take a walk together, Michelle." She calls Michael TV Michelle. Yeah, mm. uh, that that is her hair. So, yeah, I'm on the the video now. It looks it looks very web creature ish with for me, but that's just because the um. Whether purposeful or not, the shadow is being cast directly from above her. Yeah. And her hair is very big and wavy. And so it looks kind of like the shadow, because you can't see her feet or her arms, is just kind of like tendrils moving. I thought it was I, cool. I, I, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not you, like a different shadow than her, but yeah. I, I liked I liked it. It's this little subtle. It's subtle. It's, it's evocative. Yeah. There, there we go. Um, so we get to go into the game with the freaking sharks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With the lasers. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, there's Austin Powers adjacent music playing because Andrea is going to go look for the user. And it's straight up Austin Powers jumping up and down on a bed. Yeah. Being like, yeah, baby. Have you come to... Get your mojo on with me. And she's like, oh my God, are you kidding? It's like, this is the user? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is um this this this, this is pretty fucking cringeworthy for me. Oh, I as, see my as, car as I is mentioned. Working, baby. Yeah. Do as... I make you <laughs> do I turn your transistors on, baby? And he's wearing like a button that says <laughs> 1969. 1969. Nice. This is the one time I will not say nice after 69, just because I, yeah. I, I, I hate it. I hate um, it so much. Luckily, they immediately cut away. Yeah. It's just like a 20-second scene, and they, they cut away. And this is one thing I've noticed about the games in Season 4, as few and far between that they are. They, they're just there. They're not an overarching theme for a full episode. They're just kind of like eating up time a little bit. They're important to the story, but the contents of the game are not. Right. Which I think is the right way to, to go about this because we're more invested on mainframe right now than the individual games. Right. So if, the, if that's the theme that they handle for the rest of season four, I think that's a smart choice. Well, if we... Um... If we're to to believe that uh, the entirety of the internet is infected with this Damon virus, um, uh, then uh, presumably the user it doesn't really have time to play a lot of games because uh, he he's because uh, they're installing McCaff McAfee. Uh... <laughs> people have uh, uh, people have bigger problems to deal with than uh, than just play game sit around and play games all their the time. keyboards are going french 
YouTube <laughs> only plays in French. It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, what was what was that virus that like uh like fucked like so many people's computers back in the early 2000s? What was it like MS Blaster or something? I can't quite remember, but there was a slew of 2000s viruses that were not fine. I'm, I'm, uh, he's going in, folks. I'm, I'm looking it up. Uh, uh, Lady Glitch, we get some massage, some alone time with. Oh, absolutely. With Hex. Hex is like, oh, honey, you're, you're, you're a bundle of knots. I, I love it. that because he's, you know, he's stressed. He's running out of energy because it's presumably more energy to put the guardians in capsules than it is to just blow them up. Right. And we also have to remember that he merged with a broken key tool. So yeah. there's a chance that he could not be, you know, consistently at full power because of that key tool. It, so. it's drain, he drains himself doing this a lot. Um, yeah. I like that when she's massaging him because she still has like viral talons. Yes. Um, right. he, he, he glows like translucent for like a few seconds. Much like when it showed the um, binomes and stuff being low on power, they start to fade. Yeah. So she's like massaging him and she's digging her nails in too much. And he kind of like flashes like in uh, almost transparent like a couple times. And I'm like, oh, she's getting a little, little rough with them, huh? <laughs> I thought you said you're going to help. And she's like, help you. And this is helping, isn't it? And he's like, well, like... It is Hex. And he's very nice to her. Like he could, he, the one thing I've liked about Bob is he's never just told her to fuck off. Right. He's not he's rude like, to people, right? Yeah. And he's like, I understand that, Hex. And it, it is helping, but all of Mainframe's in danger right now. And I need, I need to go help. And she's like, well, would it help you if I, if, if they, like if, if, um, they would it help you? It, would it help you if the, I made the guardians fuck off? And he's like, "Well, yes, it would." And she's like, "Okay, and okay." Leaves. All right. And he's like, "But, uh, but Hex, you, like, you can't kill any of them." And she's like, "Okay." <laughs> so you feel uh, so, if they all went away. It's like, yeah. It's so like, the okay, wait here. So the MS Blaster was a computer worm that spread on computers running uh, operating systems Windows XP and Windows 2000 during August 2003. The worm was first noticed and started spreading on August 11th, 2003. The rate that it spread increased until number of infections peaked on August 13th. Once a network was infected, it spread more quickly within the network because firewalls typically did not prevent internal machines from using certain ports. Filtering by ISPs and widespread publicity uh, about the worm curbed the spread of Blaster. In September 2003, an 18-year-old from Minnesota was indicted for creating the B variant of the Blaster worm. He admitted responsibility and was sentenced to an 18-month prison term in January 2005. The creator of the original worm remains unknown. Yeah, so I remember that that was a big fucking deal back in the early 2000s. Like, even my computer got it. And like I'm usually pretty, usually pretty careful about uh, the kind of sites that I go to and take care of my computers. But uh, my friends, my, my a couple of my friends got it too, and it's like Jesus, 
And it, what it would do, if I recall correctly, what it would do is it would make your computer crash like every few minutes. You would get like a thing that came up that says like, say MS Blaster, your computer will restart. And Some uh, sort of loop that made it cr crash. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like you could only have your computer on for a few minutes and then it would make your computer restart. Oh, wow. Uh, it was really, really annoying. Um, uh, but... Did you try deleting System 32? <laughs> Taught EXE. <laughs> uh, uh, just make sure you d delete the, uh, the 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 Windows folder, the Win uh, Windows System folder. Yeah. Uh, what another line by Hex before we move on from this little scene here. Another line from Hex is she's like, oh, Bob, you've been working so hard. You need some downtime. We could go down together. And I'm like, woo, Hex is. <laughs> right. Hex is on it. She's going for it. Mm -hmm. So Hex is going to go and tell the other guardians to fuck off. And we go back into the GameCube where Andrea finds the user and just like tosses him at Matrix. Oh, yeah. She just dragged his ass over to uh mm -hmm. i kind of dig bald um matrix um i love that his only line is like that's the user this loser what happened yeah. to his pants and she's like don't ask and i'm like wait he had pants on when we last saw him yes he did and mm -hmm. matrix just shoots him and ends the game yep thank and god <laughs> thank god with a golden Easy. gun by the way, one shot kill, one shot kill, gun. baby. And, then, uh, and uh, it's a good thing that the game ended when it did, because uh, Odd Job came in with proximity mines and was about to fuck some some motherfuckers up. Man, referencing Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, somebody's playing Jaws and clipping through the ceiling, and they're just going. <laughs> yeah, just karate, just doing the karate chop. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, oh shit, Gordon Freeman shows up with his uh, crowbar and just starts, like, hacking away, like, violently. And then fucking Master Chief, like, swoops in uh, on a uh, on a banshee and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just starts killing people. Um, Doom guy is there. Why not? Bring... <laughs> Bring and uh, 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 BJ Blaskowitz from Wolfenstein... <laughs> God, this would be this would actually be a hype game. It'd be better than the game that's going on here. Oh, if it was just every shooter protagonist. <laughs> yeah, if it was like Bo James Bond from Goldeneye, it was Master Chief, it was Doom Guy, BJ Blaskowitz, uh uh like Master Serious Chief. Serious Sam. Like, Serious <laughs> Sam, why not? Why, why not? not? Gordon Freeman. Fucking Duke Nukem. <laughs> the chick from Portal. <laughs> yeah, what was her name? Set Ch Chell? Ch Hell, like yeah, that. That, that sounds right. <laughs> oh, one, one cool thing that I noticed in the game, when the game zooms back up, it takes out a whole bunch of vehicles. Because mm -hmm, suction, kind of. I don't know if we've seen that. Yeah, because when you touch the edge of the GameCube, you you get deleted. Yep. Um, it's always shown us that, but it's never shown it like deleting and blowing stuff up as it's um, ascending back into the, well, the, they the sky. Well, they shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, right it's the their fault. Exactly. How dare you dogfight over the game? Yeah, and then um, Hex uses her Magneto powers. Mm -hmm. And then Mouse keeps comes her word. 
Mouse comes flying in on ship and she like launches these kind of like, I guess, stabilizers almost to the whole yeah. way descended through. Yeah, there are a bunch of like almost, um, they embed themselves in the sky, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize was a physical object. Yeah, but... and, it, and what we see here, um, Hex takes all of the, the Guardian dudes, is like, go away, throws them through it. And these little um, things that Mouse launched through, it's almost like a screen. It's like a grid to seal up and repair, patch up that hole in the sky. Yeah, there's a gold flash and it closes. Mm-hmm. A giant piece of digital duct tape, if you will. Yeah. Yes, flex tape. Meanwhile, right? um, uh, Michelle is, uh, Michael the Television, is mm-hmm. torturing Damon because he's like, and for the low, low price of $99.99.99. Did I mention that I'm a close friend of Bob? Several hundred times. I loved that. It's just like, you know what? Now you get tortured by mainframe. Enjoy. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Rhinox comes in and is like, he's like, well, goddamn, Damon, I, I lost that Bob, motherfucker. The, uh, <laughs> the, the system's closed. I failed you. I'm sorry, lady. And she's all like, oh, Zeth Zeth is okay. He's like, wow, really? You ain't so bad. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. You, uh, you, uh, uh, Mr. TV guy. What, what'd they call you again? Michelle? Weird name for a television. Weird name for a dude, but. (laughs) My name's Rhinox. Throw me, throw me a beer, damn it. Yeah, and um, oh, what's God. the resolution here? She's like, um, oh, um, he's he's like, hey, you know what, Damon? Uh, it wasn't the wasn't Bob that did it. It was uh, wasn't Cheetor. It was uh, I don't know some virus, some lady named Hex. <laughs> and Mike's just like, oh, that's hexadecimal. She's mad. She's quite mad. <laughs> you know her? Know her? Oh, come on! I used to live with her. We were roommates. <laughs> In the non-local sense, of course. Which I, I that. Which I found funny that he actually made that joke on a kid's show. <laughs> yeah. It's I, like I, a kid is not going to know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> roommates. We, we lived together, but we didn't bone. You see. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that makes me think they did? Because why would he need to point that out there 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 was that one time where uh where hex got really really drunk (laughs) and she was like come here you stupid little man (laughs) (laughs) it's canon alphanumeric has made it canon all right he bombed at least once yep both of them were just like what would this be like (laughs) mike mike is like playing porno music (laughs) (laughs) right but he's just he's He's just mouthing porno music. I was just going to say, he's just going, oh, they're doing it. Wow, wow. And she's like, Michael, shut up. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's actually not a bad uh, uh, hex impression. You know what? I've listened to myself on the show and I'm like, I'm not terrible at doing a hex impression. Please Uh, call me mommy. uh, Never said that in my life. And you never will again. And I never will again. 
until the next episode of alphanumeric um, um so uh hex goes back to to bob who is being treated by some uh some medical some doctor binomes something uh, weird happens yeah, her her icon, which she she mentioned earlier, uh, she has a a a, a, a sprite a icon, a P, PID. That's right. Yeah, doesn't it look pretty? Uh, but it starts <laughs> like glowing and doing something, and it's like starts spreading her and she all over her, and she starts turning like white. Uh, and then yeah. the dolls like flip the fuck out, and then dogpile onto her. I like I like the line. She's like, ooh. Huh, that's weird. It's spinning. I didn't know it'd do that. Huh, it, tickles. it tickles. Bob, Bob help. Should, should it do that? <laughs> he just looks at her and he's like, help? <laughs> the the lines are delivered really well. Yeah, the, the way she uh she she look she says, like, Bob, help. Yeah, it just looks up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, the nulls like dog pile onto her, and then we cut back to the uh to the principal office and and so it's like this. And so it's like, what's a nullzilla? And Fong is holding up a DVD, <laughs> straight up a DVD case of reboot uh, of reboot. Like uh, Enzo, this. <laughs> uh, so I actually I have it paused on the back of the DVD case. So the back of the DVD case says, "All good things must come to an end." With an exclamation mark. It has a real UPC code on it, which. <gasps> Um, according to Wikipedia, is actually the legit, like, actual UPC code for season four of reboot on DVD. Oh shit! Amazing. Uh, so, so it says returning from the wastelands of the can't make it out because of Fong's finger. Uh, our heroes find themselves in the what once was their beautiful home. Some of it's kind of obstructed. Uh, Stormy skies and collapsed buildings for mainframe continues as they reunite with their family and friends, overcome personal demons, and find themselves face to face with their old enemies, Megabyte and Hexadecimal. This is just straight up like a uh, mm -hmm. synopsis for, for like the end of season three of Reboot. Yeah, I dig that. And um, I, I, we get some intel that this is pre Nullzilla um, Enzo because he's like, what's a Nullzilla? Because right, they they had to do a full reboot, yeah, of the system, right? So they had to reboot, reboot. Eh? It's an early <laughs> had to do a reboot of reboot. But it eh? has to be before talent night because oh, when he uh, upgrades, his jersey changes. He's still with zero one. You're right. So this you're is right. like super duper young Enzo. This is young Enzo, and yeah. Season one Enzo, good catch. I didn't yeah, even notice one, Enzo. Uh, so the last time, what from what I know on the show, um, when she was corrupted, the nulls covered her to try to prevent this um, alter this web virus from getting out. Mm -hmm. And so there's something happening to her, presumably. Uh, man, this threw me for a loop double ways. It was like a double twist. M Night Shyamalan double twist. Not only are they covering her again. Nelzella, one of her favorite episodes. Um, but Nibbles escapes. And Hack and Slash are still chasing him around. And Megabyte, yeah, they're, they even address, they're like, wait, they still look after Nibbles? And Megabyte revealed to the viewer that it was... Um, His father. 
presumably he said oh father i think he said that right he, he did yeah he's like ah yeah. there you are father and now um the mini nalzilla talks yeah and the voice is familiar yeah the, the voice says daughter help me that is <laughs> fucked up that's uh, ter- that's scary yeah, and uh, people in the war room are are watching on, and uh, Enzo, both Enzos, and uh, uh, Enzo, Dot, like, oh, oh, shit, and we're uh, we're very quickly uh, revealed that uh, it's uh, it's their dad, uh, Wellman Matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm still wondering where the fuck their mom is in all of this, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll find out. No, we won't. Oh, there's no, there's no MILF matrix. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it just looks like a uh, dot with um, like dot in her forties. I, uh, and <laughs> Cal's like, oh, sign I'm... me up. <laughs> I find uh... that horrifying. The daughter or hope, like an excruciating pain kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's um, it it's kind of nightmare fuel. That's that's the yeah. correct term. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, um, I have a big issue. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. I have a big issue with bot like body horror and like things taking over my body and like losing myself to like an entity. Uh, for instance, the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Um, fucking terrifies me. Like, how much of you is left conscious while your body is being controlled absorbed. by another absorbed, literally absorbed? What about uh, um, it... what about alien symbiotes like Venom and Carnage? From what it, it seems to me is that you get to keep your mind there. There's just another guy in your head, like interfering. Yeah, that's I... less scary. I um, except for the whole eating human brains part, because uh, when you when you have a symbiote attached to you, it's a thing you got to do. Right. Um, other than they that, force you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'd be I'd be kind of okay with it. I'll be like, give me all right, black tar suit, like cover my body and give me superpowers. I forgot about the human brains thing. Yeah, it's actually uh, it, it's a plot point in uh, the second Venom movie, which is significantly better than the first one. And the first one's all right, but the second one's actually legitimately pretty rad. Shock! I'm shocked. Um, and this made me happy because this is a thing uh, I, I read uh, uh, Venom solo comics in the '90s when I was a kid, mm-hmm. around the time I was watching this show. Um, but uh, it was a plot point in the comics at the time, and they adapted it for the new uh, 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 Venom movie, Venom, Let There Be, Let there be Carnage, um, that it's a, a specific chemical that the symbiotes need to feed on that is found in human brains, but it's also, I can't remember what it's called, and, but the, and this is actually a thing, but it's also found in chocolate. Hmm. So, oh. uh, so Eddie and the symbiote come to the understanding that he instead of eating human brains, because Eddie doesn't want to do that, um, understandably, uh, <laughs> he eats, like, an insane amount of chocolate bars. That's wholesome. I like that. 
Yeah, that's a, a thing from the comics in the 90s, and it's a, a thing that's uh, a plot point in the new Venom movie. So you can eat one brain every few days or just fucking like super load on chocolate every day. There's also another bit in that movie uh, where they have pet chickens in case uh, this Venom wants to eat those. But uh, they had, they uh, instead of actually eating them uh, because Venom doesn't really like chickens, they end up just keeping them as pets. So he has a couple of chickens just wandering around his apartment. That's kind of wholesome. Yeah. The, the Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, highly recommended. It's, that movie is a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, so what's the last... I think what, what happens after... Um, Nightmare fuel, body horror. Um, uh, what's his name? Sorry. Um, Wellman Matrix. Wellman Matrix like screams, daughter, please help me. Everyone's <laughs> shocked in the episode. And then the screen goes black and we end the episode. Although in the Canadian version, we just loop right into cross nodes, which is episode two for us down in the States. Right. So for me, I get, I get an end credit scene and you guys get the next chunk of the movie. Hmm. Yep. Uh, I am watching uh, this on Crave, which is a Canadian streaming service. It does have them split up into individual episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I have a profile on Christopher's Crave. Yeah, so I do am watching him on Crave. Yeah, it, it occurred to me a little while ago. I'm like, I, I subscribe to like all of these streaming services. like, And I'm it, it, it occurred to me a little while ago. I'm like, why don't I just like start sharing these like when i can have like multiple users why don't i just start sharing them with people i care about well yeah uh, thanks i think lady glitch has got is in on on one of your uh my yeah my my apple one membership i have an apple one family plan um which it's like i'm already i can have like i think six people on it and i'm like i'm hey. already paying for it anyway and it gives me like apple music apple tv plus uh extra iCloud storage. I'm like, why don't I just like start sharing that with people? You're going to need to help me with that because you shared your Christmas um, playlist with me and I cannot get the full songs to download. It's just the previews. Oh, weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's because my phone is almost out of storage to get them into my system or not, but you can, you should, you should be able to stream them, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out off air. We'll figure it out. So uh, anyway, th- that's so the end of the episode. That's the end. And uh, I think here on alphanumeric, we have a rating system. Yeah, we do. We do we have do. a rating system. Let's see if I can remember <laughs> what it is. Oh, so, do you want? I, I, okay, I'll let you. <laughs> okay, so we have a four-tier rating system on here, on this, alphanumeric, the, uh, the world's foremost reboot podcast. Uh, it ranges from... This is bad, very bad, which is bottom of the barrel, worst episodes, the high codes, if you will, uh, of reboot uh, to uh, uh, what's the next one? I don't think so. I right, I don't think so, which is uh, episodes that are bad, but not very bad. They're not offensively bad. (laughs) To that was easy enough, which are the ones that are good, not great. And alphanumeric, the top of the top, the cream of the crop, the, the, the macho man Randy Savages, if you will, of reboot episodes. Did I really used to say that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lady Glitch, uh, what, what are you giving Damon Rising on the, the alphanumeric scale? 
I'm going to give Damon Rising a strong, that was easy enough. There is a lot going on in this episode that's going to, like we mentioned, answer questions from past episodes that we've had, give more detail as to um, how Mainframe was developed and possible more character development. We finally get our answers. So what is Damon? Who is Damon? What is her MO? Like, what the fuck is she doing? Why is she French? (laughs) Why is Damon? Where is Damon? All of these have been answered. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I just think like it's a strong start to what season four is potentially going to be giving us from many different aspects. So it's a strong, that was easy enough for me. All right. Uh, uh, Cal, what are you, what are you going to say about this episode? Uh, maybe it's just, just because I haven't watched it in a while, uh, but it, it touched on everything. It revisited the characters. Uh, so, you know, it's like, Hey, this is what Bob is like. This is what Hex is like. This is what Mike the TV is like. Just enough. It it this is Mouse. This is Dot. This is Specs. <laughs> right. Um, it's got a little bit of a game. It reveals Dame. I, I actually don't think Hallie could have done better. So it gets an alphanumeric rating from me. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Well, someone Maybe had bias because two characters kissed for was it the first time? Or has she laid one on him before? Has she probably kissed? It feels like she's kissed him before. Listeners, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm biased because there was some uh, some hex oh, action going on. A mega frame. No, that, no, wait, that was Mouse and Bob. My bad. Sorry. Oh. I suck. I'm sorry. Uh, she, she kisses. Uh, Bob, Bob kisses the ladies on the show. What can we say? Uh, Bob's the, uh, I mean, Bob's the star, right? It's got to be done. Uh, yep. So, How about I, you, Steve? Got it. Um, I'm going to go with a uh, middle of the road. That was easy enough. The episode was fine. I hated the game. Um, hated the game a lot. Uh, so that was that whole. It doesn't take up like a ton of the episode, but it that was kind of torture. You were spared from, um, from I better, a whole episode about the game. <laughs> I, I better not be too harsh about this because someone is liable to go and downvote every video on the uh, the YouTube channel, which uh, I haven't actually addressed on air, but uh, that's a thing someone actually did. Every episode that I was part of after I shit talked the... They don't uh, have a problem with us. They have a problem with you, see. Yeah, there, there have been two episodes of Alphanumeric that I have not been on, and they were the only ones that whoever this person is did not downvote. After I shit talked the season three finale, so uh, big fuck you to that person. Um, got too much time on your hands, let it go from the heart. Uh, they even oh, downvoted for it, they even downvoted our uh, Christmas episode, which I really liked. Our Christmas episode, our Christmas episode was fucking bomb. Like, fuck this person, how dare and, and they uh, downvoted uh, the last episode of Alphanumeric, the, the Bob Buckley interview. Wow. Yeah, oh, so indeed. So they're they, not only did they get angry and downvote everything, they're coming back every week. Yeah, and, which and that, that, that that's the truly baffling thing to me. So they're a dedicated anti-fan. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, a bit of a segue there, but um, but yeah. So I I didn't like the game, uh, but I it's nice to come back to to reboot. I like the the backstory that we're getting. Um, you get to know who Wellman is. Uh, well, we hear him say in a very horrifying fashion, "Daughter, help me." Uh, I like. Um, I like. Uh, so far, I like Damon as a villain. She's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Uh, she's it's not a typical villain in previous episodes. Yeah, right. She's cute. Yeah, she looks innocent and can still kick your ass. She she just wants to spread the bird. <laughs> Ask people, have they heard? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's mostly the game that just drags the episode down for me. Um, Nothing but bonus points for me, baby. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, middle of the road. That was easy enough. Stay tuned for our Austin Powers commentary, patrons. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Anyway, anyway uh, that, that was episode 44 of Alphanumeric. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, episode 45, where we'll be talking about the second episode of season four of Reboot. What is that one called? Cross nodes. Cross nodes. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, best way to support the show, go to Patreon. I mentioned it earlier, but uh, going to tell you again. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-E-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Starting at the $5 and up tier, you get uh, bonus preamble audio of us kind of shooting the shit before we start recording these shows proper. And you also get a monthly commentary track, which we've uh, talked about a little bit here and there in this episode of this podcast. Uh, there's also a $10 tier, which uh, gets you our weekly news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. Uh, it also gives you the ability to pick a show for me and Cal to review a random episode of on our podcast, the Laser Comb Podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're... Uh, in January here, we're about to, uh, at the time of recording, we're probably going to do that episode tomorrow, uh, but we're going to be dedicating an entire month to uh, Patreon uh, pitch shows. We're starting off with the X-Files, and we've got a, a whole slew of other like, very, very diverse uh, choices. So keep an eye out for that. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Social media. You can follow the show proper on Twitter at alphanumericpod. Or you can follow me at Lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, Lady Glitch, you're on Twitter, correct? I am Lady Glitch 619 And Cal, you are also on Twitter, yes? I am NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. So go and give us all a follow. Uh, you can also go to Facebook, facebook.com slash Lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, central hub for this and all of the various other podcasts that we podcraft. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 45 of Alphanumeric. And until then, I've been Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And I'm Lady Glitch. And until next time, uh, stay frosty the snowman. It's not Christmas time anymore, but it works.
Yeah, I like that. Stay frosty, the snowman. Why not? Stay frosty, the snowman. Michelle, what do you mean you only have 69 channels? (laughs) (laughs) I ordered the premium package. (laughs) 69? Well, goddamn, I better grab me a beer. (laughs) You know what, Mikey? You're a pretty cool guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye-bye. Bye.